2: Story just breaking. Wanted to give you this before uh, we get going with Jr. Get his take on this as well. Democratic Senator Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota said today that she will oppose Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Quote, the process has been bad. I will be voting no on Judge Kavanaugh, she told North Dakota radio station WDAY. Heidkamp's running for re-election, and the state President Trump won in 2016, was one of three Democrats to support Neil Gorsuch, Trump's first Supreme Court nominee. She'd been tight-lipped about her thinking on Kavanaugh, declined to speak with reporters yesterday and today. The decision marks a shift for Heidkamp, who is one of three Democrats uh, that, you know supported Gorsuch. Joe Donnelly of Indiana has announced his opposition to Kavanaugh. While uh, Senator Joe Manchin remains undecided, Republicans likely don't need Heidkamp to ultimately get Kavanaugh confirmed. They've got a 51-49 majority, and uh, today Collins said she was happy with the FBI uh, uh, investigation, as was Flake, which I would think signals they'll vote yay on on him. I think what this tells us, to be be really straight-on honest, She has been, high camp now, has fallen 10 points behind her challenger. And I think this is her way of saying she knows she's going to lose, so it doesn't matter how she votes on the Supreme Court.
3: Yeah, I think you're right about that. And we're looking at the screen right now, and they've got the key senators up there. But if you remember after uh, the vote out of committee on Thursday – uh, there was that circle up between about four senators, including Mansion. It was Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Flake, and Flake. Uh, and so, I, I think if you're hearing uh, Collins come out and saying she's good with it, Flake says he's good with it. I got to think that is a good sign for Murkowski as well as Mansion. Yeah, Mansion's obviously in in a uh, fight of his own, and so um, I think to me that spelled uh, uh, good news for. Um, for Kavanaugh, as yeah. far as as far as a vote is concerned, I think you can read the tea leaves on that. I think they're wanting to make sure they're getting on the same page. But I got to think if if Collins has said she's going to vote for him, I got to think Murkowski's going to follow. I gotta ask you, have you ever blacked out? <laughs> have I ever blacked out? How <laughs> do I respond as uh, Kavanaugh responds? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, have you ever blacked yeah, out? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Good job. Good job.
2: Yeah, I like beer. I'll be honest. If I like beer, in fact, when I was in Florida, my drink of choice while I was laying on the beach was Bud Light Orange. Okay, a little That's, beach, yeah. little beach flavor. Yeah, it was good.
3: It was well, great. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta say that. Yeah, this has been the. And no, I didn't throw most... ice at anybody. Right. <laughs> This has been the most interesting confirmation. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm I'm a bit younger, but uh, just historically, and especially in the in the realm of 24 seven news media, social media, it just seems like. It has been a circus, and for both sides. And for whatever the situation is with um, Dr. Ford, uh, this whole situation has just been unfair to both sides, extremely unfair. Um, and so uh, it's it's just, I guess, the time we live in. Um, but at this point in time, I think that there's no credible evidence, um, no. really, on either part. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that the, the Senate will move forward, and I think he'll be confirmed.
2: Look, like, so. from the very beginning— the Democrats have all said they were going to vote against him.
3: Yeah, and here's my thing about the it's Democrats on this. In camp. Here's my thing about the Democrats on this. Uh, again, you t- sort of take Dr. Ford and, and her story out of it for a second, and not, obviously that's a very big part of it. But as you said, the Democrats were saying they were going to vote against him from, from the very beginning. And uh, even Schumer uh, came out and said, whatever it takes to yeah. stop this confirmation, we're going to stop it. Uh, And so, at no point in time do I believe the Democrats at all cared about what happened to Dr. Ford in that situation. Nope. Uh, I don't think they cared what uh, Judge Kavanaugh had to say uh, in response to all that. They had one goal in this entire situation, and that was to block the confirmation of the vote. Uh, And delay, yeah, absolutely. Delay and destruct until we get past November. And I think that's just... uh, that's sad. And, and I'll, I'll say, too, I think on probably both sides, uh, Republicans and Democrats probably drop, both dropped the ball in this entire process. But the Democrats coming out like they're some champion of something is just ludicrous. Uh, they have no care in the world as to what happens as far as justice goes for Dr. Ford. It's all about stopping Judge Kavanaugh. And, and there has been. Uh, absolutely no credible evidence on, on either side. And I just think that it's just, it's disappointing. I think people just have, are tired of all this. Um, and, and so I think the, you know, the confirmation needs to move forward. Well, you know what it has done. It's fired
2: up the right. Absolutely. It is. It, it's, it's like Pearl Harbor. I'm afraid we've woken a sleeping dragon. And, and that's what they've done. I, I got to tell you, the the enthusiasm level of Republicans for this election has been low. Right. All right. We got who we wanted to be president in the White House and we're not, uh, weren't all fired up. But now people yeah. are really fired up after they've watched what the Democrats are going to do and independents have really gotten fired up. Because they're not happy with what they saw from the Democrat Party. I think they really overreached on this.
3: I think so, too. We talked about this a few months back before... Before it really got uh, underway. Well, well, before the sexual assault stuff came out. This is... The Democrats were going to, uh, you know, basically live, fight, and die on this hill of... of, um, This is the
2: wrong time to do that. I'm just telling you. It
3: it really is. And, And honestly, at the end of the day, look, I understand there are very... A uh, passionate sides on on both sides of this issue. I mm-hmm. get that, and I completely understand it. And, um, but I do think if you take into consideration Susan Collins, Murkowski, Mansion, Flake, if there was any shred of evidence that this took place. Uh, I think they would vote against him. I really do. I think that they were looking for something, and and especially Flake. I mean, he's on his way out. Looking he wants for to cover. see, yeah, some sort of cover. There's just not anything there. And 36 years is a long time ago. It certainly doesn't forgive anything that happened. Uh, you know, whether it involved him or not. Um, but at the same time, I mean, to bring this up, you know, basically two weeks or a week and a half before the vote was set. Uh, or or the, the, the plan uh, was in motion, I think that just speaks volumes of Democrats. They will want to win however they possibly can win, uh, and, and I think that the, the outcome, uh, as far as uh, Dr. Ford was concerned, was of no concern to them.
2: I will tell you that this confirmation, in at least my estimation, isn't the one that Democrats need to fear. The one that they really need to fear is the next one. And it's coming because Ginsburg is, what, 87? Breyer is eighty-two, eighty-three. 83? One of them is either going to retire on their own or they're going to be, be called home, so to speak. And, and when that happens, Amy Barrett is standing in line. Yeah. And if she gets confirmed, and this is when, if you think this was search and destroy, not even close. Yeah. When, if she goes up, then it will be search and destroy because she is a practicing Catholic, a solid Catholic, goes to Mass every Sunday, and is undoubtedly a pro life person. Yeah. And, woo, it will get really ugly. Really fast for that one.
3: Yeah, and again, I think that's why the elections in November are so important. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, just incredibly important. And I think you're right; it lit a fire under the uh, the Republican base. And again, I, I can't say this enough. I, I think this whole entire sort of circus atmosphere has put a cloud, uh, a tremendous cloud, over. Cavanaugh, uh, and and when he's confirmed, it will always be tied to him. I don't think it it, it obviously help helps the uh, confidence uh, in the public and that sort of stuff. And I think that's really the saddest part about all this. We'll never know. We really won't. We won't know what happened 36 years ago. Um, but I think the way this was carried out and, and the hits on both sides, it's just it wasn't a good look. Um, but I think you're right. It's a is a uh, preview of things to come uh, in the next one. Because if this was ugly, it's only going to get uglier. Yeah,
2: because at that point, see, right now, it, with Kavanaugh, if he goes on, it's going to be five, what, five? Uh, four. Four. Yeah. Uh, Barrett gets it. It's 6-3. At that point, it would be a decided heavy turn to the right. Yeah. And also, someone getting on the Supreme Court, because they're all worried they. What have you heard most of in the argument of Dems? Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade. That will be yeah. an awesome time in this country well, if Amy gets uh, gets nominated. And
3: let me throw this out there as well. You know, when when you, especially conservatives, in recent history, right, and I know there's the Scalia's of the world and that sort of thing, but in recent memory you have, uh, you know, Republican picks for the court And they do start to move a little more to the center, Mm -hmm. right? I think what the Democrats have done in this process as sort of emboldened uh, Judge Kavanaugh when he gets on the court, uh, I heard this the other day. Someone talking about I, I fear for the Democrat, the known Democrat attorney who has to uh, uh, go before, go before the court. I just think that this is something that he he will not soon forget, uh, and and I think that sort of um, underscores the conservative uh, in him. And so uh, I think it could really at the end of this could be even worse than the Democrats uh, were expecting. Yeah, so. my,
2: my only worry is what Roberts does. I I, yeah. I worry Roberts becomes the new Kennedy. I really do. That really worries me. That's why you know, it's my hope that the president will get to put another nominee up and that it, it's, it's Amy Barrett. I, re- I hope he puts Amy Barrett. He said he would put Amy Barrett up. That's I got my fingers, my toes and my eyes crossed as she comes up because she's good
3: yeah i mean when you're talking about or Ginsburg, the thing is you know they are going to i mean i i neither one will retire before the the next presidential election i've heard
2: they've got priests rabbis imans and all of them surrounding both of them praying constantly
3: oh i'm i'm, I'm telling you <laughs> I, that's they, they are i mean that's the democrats hope At, past this confirmation of kavanaugh uh they are just they're doing everything you're doing, but in the opposite direction, yeah. that they can just get to the next president that they believe, obviously, they can win it. But right now, I mean, the the bench on the – you saw it in Judiciary, right, where you have all these uh, uh, soon-to-be presidential candidates on the Democratic side. They, they do not appeal to the masses. No. And I think that they're going to have this huge fight in the primary to see who can be the most left – uh, and then you're going to come mistake. into the general. And I think it's just, again, I don't think the Democrats have a clear-cut strategy going into 2020. Uh, and so regardless of what happens now, I think the Democrats have a very – this is not an open-and-shut case. They did the same thing in 2016 and were so wrong. Uh, and so uh, there's there's way more to this past 2018. Uh, Let me
2: 2018. bring up 2014
3: for you. Yeah. That's when we took yeah. the Senate. Absolutely. Just, I'm, I have
2: been saying this all along. You know it. I have been saying this all along. We will hold the House – We will expand in the Senate, and the Democrats will be sitting over in the corner, sucking their thumbs, wondering what happened. Yeah. What happened? Anyway, we'll take a break. J.R. Davis is here, governor spokesman. We'll talk uh, some state politics when we come back. Don't forget, Holland Bottom Farm. They've got apples, tomatoes, both red and green, watermelons, okra, yellow squash, zucchini, cucumbers, and more. Uh, they do have out their fall decor now. They've got pumpkins, both regular pumpkins and decorative pumpkins, straw. They've got mums, corn stalks, and even they've got cotton in now. And uh, they'll be open on Sundays until they close now, 10 a to 6 p.m. Holland Bottom Farm is out on high three twenty Highway 321, In Cabot, they've also got their honey uh, that you can get, which is uh, from their hives on their farm right out there in the Cabot area, which means if you live in that area, it's supposed to be that honey that is made in the area you're from help you with your allergies. So keep that in mind. Holland Bottom Farm, Highway 321 in Cabot. Hey, I got a call today from Rebecca over at uh, Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics check it out russ i'm going back over i'm judging barbecue again on the 19th at horton's are you wanting to do that again if you are i'll let them know that you are available
4: only if you twist my arm
2: okay all right so we'll make sure you can do that i've got if you look behind you you can see it says judge horton's orthotics and prosthetics i was over there what was it uh, two years ago they didn't do it last year so they did it that's perfect fall
3: barbecue it's it's year. yeah and
2: they do some they do some killer barbecue and then they have the favorite dessert and i'm just telling you dessert is like a main food group for me (laughs) so i'm always up for for judging desserts as well so that yeah i i'm looking forward to it so i'm doing that
4: tournament
3: going on there too
2: what now? Oh, oh, yeah, they'll be doing, uh, what is it, uh, the bag? Baggo. Yeah, playing baggo. They
3: play baggo. That's they- awesome. I will say this. So, Russ, my uh, father-in-law, this was probably th- three or four years ago, uh, we were out at their house, and we played baggo for probably 12 hours straight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was I him. believe it. Yeah, it's, it's addicting. We played, and it was basically winter stays. My brother-in-law was there. We played. We played forever. Especially we, you know, if you're losing. If you're losing, oh, it's so You've frustrating. And that was me. Playing. I know. I was like, I've got to go out on top. <laughs> and I think my, my father in law won like 18 in a row or something. We're oh, like, we've no. got to, we, you know, we've got to, you got to have at least a couple of them in a row Knock to go out him on top. Off so, the throne. I know. I know. It's a dicting game. <laughs>
2: it really is. Now, do you have like, the bago that has superheroes on it, or do you have the Razorbacks on it, or you, what?
3: You know, actually, for uh, our wedding, I built two of them. And so, oh, yeah. and we, so we, so we still have that one, and I must say, five years later, those things still going strong. So still that was like, the only thing I've there, ever huh? built in my life that is still functioning. So no way, I gotta ask this question: Did you make
2: the Were you actually a, no a seamstress? No, 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 no.
3: Those, those we, we, those we did not uh, make. Actually, I think they did make them. I did not make them. So oh. well, I, mean, I was I'm just in just charge of it being sort of, you know, sort were of, you somewhat upright. In a
2: chair and had one of those little granny hats on, and an needle <laughs> hey,
3: thread. And I hear it's therapeutic. <laughs> So I'm not going to rule anything out hey, at this point in my life. <laughs> let me tell you what. If Rosie
2: Greer can can knit, okay, I can sew. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. You, you go up when Rosie Greer was at his best and tell him what he's doing is uh, is really too feminine. Yeah, he teach you a feminine. That's what I'm saying.
3: It's it's all (laughs) that there. Whatever comes, whatever relieves it. You know what I mean? The little therapy action. So yeah, just just remembered
2: at Horton's doing a lot of work on the 12th Street location. uh, State of the art now, and they are your place to go for anything that you need. If you need a prosthesis, boy, getting that word out is hard. And uh, somebody who can build you an orthotic, they can do that for you. Got great patient relationships. People that have been going to for 20, 25 years, they know their families, they know the patients well, because they provide a lifetime of support. All right, when we come back, because we're going to be up, we're up against the news at the bottom of the hour. We're actually going to talk about some things dealing with Arkansas here when we come back. Uh, State revenue has jumped uh, in September again. This time it's up $15.2 million. I want to talk about that. Uh, today in the newspaper on the front page, it was talking about the uh, governor's reorganization plan. Mm-hmm. We wanted to uh, touch on that. He had an interesting story. I forget what day it was uh, that I saw it in the paper, but it was that he, he was making a, a, a discussion that the balance of power in the, between the three branches, the judicial, executive, legislative – has started to move, he believes, I think, too much toward the legislature. It was Tuesday. Yep. And, we'll, and we'll talk about that, why he feels that way. And then another story that came out, I believe that was today as well, and it was, and that is the Arkansas Department of Transportation being tardy on this I-30 project, not uh, a good thing to do as far as uh, as I'm concerned. So while we got about to 50 seconds here, let me look at you, J.R., and So, the Razorbacks play Alabama. Yeah, Saturday. Mm -hmm. Can we keep them under fifty?
3: Here's what I've been saying all week. (laughs) All right, I think the Razorbacks are going to lose. It's it's going to be bad, but it I don't think it's because they're not making any headway. Uh, I've actually been very impressed the last couple of games from the Razorbacks. They're they're losing, but I mean that 34 to three game to Arkansas or to Auburn. That was I mean Auburn got lucky in a lot of uh, a lot of phases of the game which they don't normally get lucky in and then Texas a and uh, I thought that was going to be a route as the way that game started so they've got some fight in them I think they'll actually play Alabama better than most think they will Alabama has not had a test At all, not saying Arkansas is the test, but you are playing in a hostile environment, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the Razorbacks know they're getting better. So I don't know if they'll keep them under fifty, but I think that the defense is going to play pretty well. That'll be, I think that'll be the first good defense uh, Alabama's had to play against.
2: This is one of the best Alabama teams I've ever seen,
3: hands down. Can you imagine? I mean, can you believe that Nick Saban has won that many national championships? basically without an all-around quarterback and now they've got it Yeah, that and kid that from kid hawaii is, is awesome he has not played one fourth quarter yet well he doesn't need to doesn't yet. need to well, 75 percent completion rate it's unbelievable
2: nuts. all right let's get the news we'll get you caught up on the news and we'll continue going to talk about extra money coming into the state next on the Dave Ellswick show you know I, I almost got over to see earl today i was over to see joel johnson at p.i roofing and sat down and visited with him and uh Things are going very well for him but a little later on in the program I want to talk to you about he's looking for people who want to join his uh, or, uh, organization and he's paying up to $20 an hour. I mean $20 an hour. That's not chicken feed and I'll talk to you about that a little later on. But aero plumbing, you know, he's got all big time professionals working for him too. They'll show up in uniform. You don't have any more pencil holder that you got to look at or anything like that. Uh, they put their booties on when they come in your house. They're going to leave your house as clean as what what it was found when they got there. Uh, they're going to do the work the way you want it done. And if you're not satisfied, one hundred percent satisfied with the service that they provided to you, they'll refund all of your money you can't beat that kind of a guarantee a 100 percent satisfaction guarantee that's why i've been using pi roofing for uh, 14 years and aero plumbing for 15 years uh, they they have been my go-to guys and uh, for earl they are definitely my go-to people when i have a plumbing problem and typically the plumbing problem i have is with my pool got kind of an above ground pool and He takes good care of keeping that thing circulating the way it's supposed to. It's Aeroplumbing, aeroplumbing aeroplumbing.net, and then on uh, Google, just Aeroplumbing. Got all of the contact information that you'll need. J.R. Davis is here, spokesman uh, for the governor's office. And by the way, uh, we'll be uh, out at the the watch party coming up on November 6th. We'll be broadcasting the show starting at 2 o'clock and uh, we'll stay there until 10 o'clock we figure most of the races will be finished by by then maybe some of the national races won't but you know we're going to be interested in what's going on here in the state uh for the most part the mayor's races and things of that nature but uh, right off the bat let me just say to you jr we we would love to have the governor stop by while we're out there broadcasting and uh talk about the great victory we're expecting on november 6th
3: i think he'd be happy to do it
2: yeah we look forward to him uh, being there and there's no telling who will show up on the show that night because everybody shows up at that party (laughs) yeah
3: everybody's gonna be there it's gonna be a good night fun
2: we're looking uh, looking for some good times all right let's uh, talk about the first uh, story i wanted to talk about and this is a story that was reported on on uh, yesterday uh, from michael wickline state revenue jumps $47.8 million in September. Increase exceeded the forecast for the month by $15.2 million. First of all, what does this do for the state? Second of all, what do you think
3: happened? Well, first of all, I think this just shows, again, that the state is in a really good position um, as far as the economy goes. I mean, again, we're talking about this is all happening with... The governor's tax cuts that have been implemented, uh, the governor announced yesterday we have 1,500 fewer employees uh, than when he started uh, in state government in 2015. Uh, individual income tax collections are up. That means that people are out there. They're working. Uh, it's all good news for the state. But we've seen about a, a $9 million uptick in, in July and then again in um August and now the 15 million in September, that's great, especially as you go into the fall and we go into the months that people typically spend more money as well. So uh, for the state, it's good. We're going to continue to be cautiously optimistic, uh, monitor those numbers as they continue to come in. But when you're sitting at around 30, $33 million above forecast at this point in the year, that's a a really uh, good number. Um, But again, we're just going to continue to be responsible, especially as we head into the Uh, budget hearings in november
2: yeah for the democrats who said you can't cut taxes like that well how are you going to make up that revenue well when when businesses do better when people do better the money comes in because they're everybody's doing better
3: that's exactly right, and and really, there's this idea that somehow Republicans are just going to cut, 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 and and not be responsible in that. We've been extremely responsible, and the governor has has made that a a uh, sort of a pillar of his administration that we're going to take a close, hard look at things. We're going to do things responsibly because Rome wasn't built in a day, and the Democrats had control for 138 years, uh, and we're going to do something uh, special here, but it's going to take some time. And I think what you're seeing right now is all of that coming to fruition, uh, and with those tax cuts that are already in place, we're still growing uh, as far as the economy goes. So that's that's good news for the state. Um, and on another little tidbit, I know this is what we're talking about, but uh, it came out this week, the Education Superhighway Report, which is a group out in California, and they measure sort of progress with broadband connectivity mm-hmm. uh, among school districts. Uh, in all 50 states and including DC, and they highlighted Arkansas. Arkansas is the first state in the nation where 98 percent of our school districts uh, are capable have the capability of being connected to one megabit per second per student. Which is uh, for those that don't know a lot about this, that that's an extremely uh, uh, high speed internet for school districts in order to use you know multiple uh, tablets at one time. And to put that into perspective, the threshold from the FCC was around 100 i kilobits per second per student. Arkansas uh, doubled that back in July of 2017, and we have jumped to one megabit per second per student, at least the capability of doing so. So uh, as far as, you know, f- from every aspect, we are trying to create an environment in the state where not only our students can succeed, uh, but we want businesses to know that we've got a great workforce. We've got an up-and-coming workforce, uh, and this is the place to go. So on a lot of fronts, it's, it's a good time to be in Arkansas.
2: State Representative Stephen Meeks is to be congratulated on that, is he not? Has he not been one of the big pushers? Absolutely, of
3: that? yeah, absolutely. And I think we've just had a great relationship with the legislature on this front. Now uh, everybody knows it's something we needed to do. Uh, the governor—it was his first month in office when he took a look at the app scan, uh, the old network, which mm-hmm. was basically still held together by copper wire, and they were delivering five kilobits per second per student at that point. And the governor said, "Look, we we got to come together." And uh, and what we did was pretty special in Arkansas. We we said that you know obviously we, we brought in the twenty. One different telecom uh, companies and said, okay, what can we all do together? And this was an effort by all of them in order to lay these new fibers down to all the schools. It took us about a year and a half from start to finish. Uh, And I think what we have now is really a state-of-the-art system where other states uh, and the nation are really just taking notice of that. So we're leading on computer science education. Part of that means you got to have broadband, uh, and we are certainly getting that job done with our schools. You
2: now, one one extra thing just off of this part of the conversation is that because the schools have broadband, that means that businesses uh, in the towns around those schools are able to get broadband as well. That's a huge, huge add. It, state.
3: it is. It certainly is. Uh, you know, this is, is specific to a lot of the school districts where it, it's hardwired into their uh, districts and the classrooms and that sort of thing. But but the, the next big step uh, and the governor's focus really – part of his focus in the next four years is to get that connectivity statewide, because it's so important. I mean, he talks about all the time that, you know, a student that's doing, that's that's entering computer science uh, as maybe just an electorate right now, or maybe it's counting towards a math or science credit, or they're thinking about doing it in college, mm-hmm. you don't have to move to Silicon Valley. You don't have to go to states like New York uh, or, or Georgia, even, uh, to, to experience, or Austin, Texas, uh, to experience that success. You can do it on your front porch in Dumas if you have the connectivity. I mean, if you have the skills and you have the access, you can change the world. And that's what we're preaching. That's what he's continued to preach. And uh, that's exciting. If you're a student here in Arkansas, you have options where you hadn't had them before.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, one last uh, a move away from the next topic first, but we're coming up on a break. So we got a couple of moments here. Have you read the article from Sam uh, Sam Madolphson, the Vice President of Executive Affairs for Foundation for Government Accountability, about how – Excited he is at uh, the whole, uh, you know. You got to get out and work to oh. get on Arkansas works. You yeah. know, it's it's pretty. Uh, it's a a, gr- a great article. We're going to have him on as a guest in the next hour.
3: Well, it's going to be great. I haven't read that yet. I want to, but he that that's. I mean, that just kind of speaks to again what we're doing and what the governor's been concentrating on a long uh, concentrating for. Uh, for a long time now, and and obviously, we've been trying to get this done. People kind of lose sight of this. We, we we wanted to change the private option, which is why we turned it into Arkansas Works, put some conservative ideals in there, but we couldn't get a lot done under the Obama administration. What a big surprise. Exactly. So, under the Trump administration, uh, the floodgates have been released, and we've been able to do what we want to do as a state, uh, and I think you're starting to see the successes of that. Obviously, we're entering the the second month uh, of the work requirement as far as uh, making making sure those who meet the requirement stay on it and those who don't. Are moved off of it, but I think what we're seeing too is people are moving into the workforce, uh, and and we have blanketed the airwaves and the mailboxes and the inboxes with notifications, letting people know this is happening. Um, so at this point, you know we're, we're we we want to help those who who have um, who have an exemption or those who are out there working. We want to make sure they're staying on the program. But those who aren't, that's their prerogative, and uh, and we're moving on from it. But that's how that's how you sustain a program like this, and that's how you put conservative Fixes into something that uh, was sort of forced down our throat uh, a few years back. Sorta, so, of. sorta, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that it was definitely forced down our throat. All right, Jr. I'll be back for one more segment this hour. Going fast when we come back. Talk about the uh, governor's reorganization plan. That's really important to to hear about. It'll be the first reorganization of state government, a major reorganization since. I graduated from high school, and that was a long time ago, <laughs> in 1971. All right, back with you. Final segment. We were just I, was just, I get a trivia question, a couple of them every day. And the question was, which member of the Jackson family was the spokesperson for the Psychic Friends Network? And the answer was LaToya Jackson, not Tito, not Janet, not, not Michael it was Latoya, although Michael wanted to be Latoya. All right, so I'm just saying it was. They they did a picture a thing with him one time. They took a picture of him and took a picture of her and put them right next together. And I'm telling you, they're almost identical looking. It's scary, scary. All right, away from that, that's chasing rabbits again. Let's talk about uh, the governor proposes taking 42 agencies and pair them down to 15. The most sweeping reorganization of state government since 1971. At that time, then Governor Dale Bumpers, a Democrat, led a successful effort to reduce the number of state agencies reporting to him from 60 to 13.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's actually pretty incredible if you if you go back to 1971, 72, and and then see how the state has ballooned again. Um, but this 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 is something the governor's been working on since he stepped foot in the governor's office back in 2015. And and so we kind of talk about the history there. The preparation has been a series of sort of pilot mergers, you know, to see okay does this work? Does this save the state money and that sort of thing? Uh, we've seen incredible successes in 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 all realms of mergers from rural services to to uh, AEDC, um, lottery into DFNA, a lot of the boards and commissions into insurance, and so as that we knew this was the right step to go, and, and this is going to be a big lift, but it's it's the right lift, and I think we're getting a lot of good feedback from the legislature and the public.
2: Okay, so let me just ask the question: probably running through a lot of people's minds right now, what's the big deal with this? I mean, why is it so important, and why will it be so tough to get done?
3: Well, I think first and foremost, let's talk about how difficult it will be to get done. I I mean I have the utmost confidence that it will get done, but there's just a lot of technical things. You got to make sure when you move people, when you move certain agencies under other agencies uh that you know some may need to be transferred in a certain way where it brings over the revenue as well and that sort of there's just a s- lot of small things, even like okay. uh, appointments of boards and commissions and that sort of stuff. But the reason this is such a big deal it's really in, in uh, about six different areas. Uh, one is it'll reduce the number of cabinet level uh, agencies that report straight to the governor. Right now, we've we, there, there has never been, uh, Dave, an organizational chart for the executive branch of government. There has, we put this together for the first time. I mean, we're talking about forty-two uh, that we identified as far as. Uh, cabinet level positions that are all over, you know, and there's kind of no, like
2: a Rube Goldberg look. Yeah,
3: exactly. And you're all kind of answering to the governor, but there's been some boards and commissions that in four years have never stepped foot in the governor's office. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, and so this is going to provide a structure that will allow uh, the governor to have a real cabinet meeting with 15 cabinet members and say, this is what I want to get done. Let's do it. And it's a little more difficult to do it right now. That's one. Uh, the The one that I think will be really exciting for Uh, uh, taxpayers is is one this is going to improve the delivery of services right now there are so many silos in state government where you've got you know the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing there's no communication this is going to break down those silos Uh, for example the department of commerce will bring under uh the Economic Development Commission, uh, insurance, banking, securities, uh, the Development Finance Authority, uh, workforce services, all of them will be under one umbrella department with a secretary at the, at the top. And so if there's issues that need to be taken to the top, they can do that more easily. Um, but also it's shared services. For the first time, and once this is fully implemented, for the first time in our state's history, we will have combined shared services, whether it's HR, IT. We talk about procurement, which we've done a lot of work on already. But this is going to help relieve the state of additional administrative costs. Uh, for the state. Uh, through attrition, when people leave uh, their positions for another job or retire, we're not going to fill those positions. We want to be able to bring all of that together so the state can use this uh, new department, which is called Transformation in, the Department of Transformation and Shared Services, where everyone can tap into that. And, and we know where the money's going and we know where those contracts are for uh, and so that's really going to help taxpayers as far as the improvement of uh, the improved delivery of services but also it's going to save time and it's going to save taxpayer dollars and that's what this is all about I know in the paper it talked about a very conservative estimate I think about 15 million dollars a year uh, once implemented but that's that's DFNA for you they're very conservative in their estimates but let me explain why I think it will be much more than that uh, when we, merged rural services into the Department of uh, into the Economic Development Commission back in 2015 the conservative estimate would they is that they'd save around two million dollars a year that's one merger mm-hmm. that was two million over five years so ten million over five years we're four years in and we've already surpassed that ten million dollar mark as far as savings go this is going to have a, a tremendous uh, um, uh, a, a tremendous um uh, makeover of state government as far as that's concerned. It's going to save time, it's going to improve delivery of services, and it's going to save taxpayer dollars. And I think that's really that's really some of the biggest takeaways there uh, of this. Uh, it is important to note though that agencies will remain their independent services where appropriate, so we're not saying that you know the Department of Dave Ellswick is no longer going to do what you do, right? You're yeah, still going to do Don't you it.
2: be messing with the Department <laughs> of Dave Ellswick.
3: Yeah, but you're going to continue to be able to do what you do and have the communications you still have, but what we want to do is be able to strengthen what you do with more resources and and breaking down those silos in government so workforce services can work with the with economic development to really come up with a with a singular focus is how we build the workforce what can we offer it's that sort of thing uh the new department of parks heritage and tourism it makes perfect sense a lot of what heritage does is is what parks does and so we want to merge them together with a singular focus uh, to really attract people from out of state and and advertise our parks and our tourism we have a tremendous amount of that in the state but it's breaking down those silos saying let's all come under one roof um and and make this thing work better than it has for the last you know 138 years so i think that's really special um also uh when you look at the really sort of the major lift one of the major lifts is the department of labor and licensing which will bring uh uh scores of Independent boards and commissions under one umbrella, and so you know, as as a businessman or or whatever you're looking for in state government, you'll be easily it'll be easily. Um, uh, identified under this new department where you can find every licensing and regulation board right there, and they'll have a secretary at the top. They'll be able to bring issues that we don't know about right now straight up to the secretary and into the governor's office. So those are the main takeaways. It's it's going to be a, a big lift. It's been a big lift, um, but I think we're hearing some good feedback, and, and I have no doubt that when we uh, talk uh, this time next year um, that we're going to be in a really good situation as far as transformation goes, and it's going to benefit the the entire population of Arkansans.
2: Okay, two questions off of what you just said. First of all, How long do you think the reorganization will take, one year, two years?
3: No, I think, well, that's a good question. I think it's going to be an ongoing uh, effort. Uh, So that's why the governor established or wants to establish the Department of Transformation and Shared Services. This is something we're going to continue to look at. There was a great question raised in the news conference yesterday by a local reporter who said, so you've you've eliminated about 1,500 positions from state government already. Where, Where do you stop? And the governor said there's no arbitrary number. We're, we're trying to do things as efficiently as possible and be good stewards of taxpayer dollars. So, as technology continues to progress, we're going to continue to take advantage of that. Um, and so, this is an ongoing effort. But as far as this package right here, we're looking over probably a four year period of time. Okay. Um, we're we're going to save money through, and this is where you're really going to start to see the savings come into lease agreements. Uh, uh, share it, HR. And so over the four year period of time, you're going to start seeing agencies, you know, some of them start to move under one roof, be, you know, uh, um, uh, moved under sort of, uh, uh, yeah, one roof, one umbrella, uh, where they can share those services. It, they're not basically, for example, spending different amounts of money on Microsoft Word, right, where you can get an entire license right. uh, a contract for the entire state. That's a small thing, but that's just an idea of what you're going to see in the next four years. So the impact won't be this budget, because obviously we have to get it passed first. Uh, what you're really going to see, the savings come into FY 2021, that's where you're going to see it. So... All right, we're out of time. Sorry, I just talked too much. No, today.
2: That's all right. We'll pick it up next week. I want to talk about this balance of power. I want to talk about the Arkansas Department of Transportation. And if we're going to save all this money, where does that money go to? Will it go for more bigger tax breaks and things of that nature? That's all for our next time we get together here on the Dave Ellswick Show. JR, thanks so much for being on the air. Thanks, Dave. You're going to do good. That's all right. You intern us on. We got, a, we got a new person in the studio. And the first time somebody comes on the radio, you know the pucker factor is very, very right. strong. Right? Yes, He's I remember. I shared that with her
5: my first time a few months ago. What?
6: I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but as sphincter says, what?
7: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying.
6: For those of you know, um, I mean, there's just where'd that come from, old people?
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
5: a, it's a, it's a very stressful. But I mean, it's it's I mean it's radio. You know, and at least the Facebook Live thing's not going today, so you're not having to deal with the camera aspect. But I it's colored right my there. hair for nothing. Well, oh, it's right not there, on. but it's coming. <laughs> but it's coming yeah, back. Oh, it's so, coming. And
2: it it it's going to very... come back in a vengeance. In a vengeance. Yes, with yes, yes, yes. a vengeance. Because yes. be. not only will we be on Facebook Live, uh-huh. but will it be on YouTube <gasps> channel. It will be the Dave Ellsworth YouTube channel. When?
7: So that's all
2: being work. We're working on it. I, working I, I can't give it time. Gotcha. Because we got to get things set up. Russ has got to get everything working correctly because right. he, he is Mr. Anal. If it's not working <laughs> exactly right, it don't start. So we'll we'll start uh, when he's ready to.
5: Perfectionist. I, I give it
2: over to him. I mean, he is the OM and he is the producer of this show. So well, It'll be good I, then. I, be I know perfect. where I stand, okay? Right. All right, so we got a guest who 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 is our friend that is
5: this is amy freeman and i noticed you changed her to amy joe is that your real name because i'm shelly joe
6: oh okay yeah my name is amy joe i put amy hall freeman for the people that might be trying to look for me from where i used to live okay but i think pretty much everybody knows i live here now and so i just went back to Amy Joe
2: Freeman. Yeah, so, where exactly. did you used to live?
6: Well, what do you mean?
2: I said you 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 had it because you want people. Oh, where you oh, I'm used originally
6: from Delaware. Oh, really? My my dad's retired Air Force. So Good Dover for Air
2: for- I'm not retired, but that's the branch I served in.
6: Right. Um. And thank you for your service. Thank you. Um. So he's a retired Air Force, and he um. That was his last duty station. Um so who's oh, by Dover, huh? Yes, Dover Air Force Base. Okay. He was um he retired E six. Um he was a the on autopilot technician on the C five A galaxy.
2: That's called a tech sergeant.
6: Is that E six? Oh right? yes. For those that don't know pay grades, yes that is. Yeah, tech yes. I doubt. I doubt. Yeah. And yeah. if you're army that's uh
2: I have no idea. <laughs> Ask me if I care.
6: Do you care? I don't no. care. Okay, don't care about any other branch hey, of the Hey, just service. you served. You served and that's all that matters.
2: Tell your tell your dad that I have respect for him, for his service, and that he was smart enough to join the branch that sends their officers off to fight. I handle that. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah. See, that's the key. you got to understand, when you're in the Air Force, you've got to be an officer to fly a plane. Yeah. So we send them away. Or, you know, or my dad tried to get me to join and, the Air go, Force go after 9-11. Can, can you Do even you not see have, me
8: doing you don't that?
9: Have,
6: you don't have warrant officers in the... Nope. No? No warrant officers?
2: Nope. Oh, okay. A buddy of mine, yeah, I get... Sam, I'm coming, all right? I'm coming. Sam's waiting to talk to us. Oh. But anyway, warrant officers is uh, in the Army. Most of the helicopter pilots... Yeah, are warrant officers, Are yes. warrant officers. It's, and they're on the... They're the tip of the spear. I got a buddy of mine, uh, uh, Mark Tolliver, who was... Uh, uh, he's
5: married to my best friend I Kelly. used to be best friends with her in uh junior high and high school kelly Beatty, mm-hmm. yes Tolliver. and kelly she Toliver. of course
2: kelly is a good friend as well and uh and mark uh you know he flew helicopters for years so is that how
5: you know them yes I, I never knew how you knew okay
2: no well i know them because mark was a big <laughs> listener and, okay and we got to know each other and uh we've I mean, that's who I spent the whole week in yeah, Florida are with. Yeah, together we went, a lot. We went out to Florida together and everything. They They're just good people.
5: I love Kelly.
7: They're love Kelly.
5: We have yes. fun
2: together. In fact, uh, Mark and I were talking about we've got to get back together. We haven't been, haven't seen each other for two weeks, but my wife's in Texas right now.
5: Um, Kelly will probably kill me for saying this, but we used to, growing up, we used to, on weekends when we'd stay at her house or my house, we would blow up uh, eggs in the microwave in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> We thought that was the, cool. of course, we had to clean the mess up, but we'd just sit there and giggle. Me and her could laugh at literally nothing. All right. Literally
2: nothing. Well, let's talk about something serious. Let's get Sam on here. Hey, Sam, uh, you learned some things that you didn't even want to know, didn't you?
4: (laughs) Yes, I've been enjoying the conversation.
2: (laughs) No, you haven't. You've been thinking to yourself, hey, dudes, I'm here. Let's talk about... What's going on in Arkansas about Ark? You know the whole Arkansas Works program and the work requirements. You know, isn't it am- amazing to you, Sam, that that's being fought against? I mean, Kentucky's caught in a legal battle about it right now. Uh, <coughs> we have just been sued in the last month about this. Do you think that the court system, since it's still kind of under the purview of the Democrats and the Libs, that we'll be able to keep this going?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's proof that the resistance has spread beyond just the Supreme Court battle. You know, you've got a uh, really common sense work requirement here in your Medicaid welfare program. You've got almost 300,000 able-bodied adults who are on free uh, government health care on the Medicaid program. And you're simply asking them as a state in Arkansas, and you're a leader in this nationally, now, only a handful of states have gone this route. You mentioned Kentucky. Um, but you're just saying, hey, be in work uh, 20 hours a week, be in training, do something to move towards independence. And, and you have challengers coming in from a legal angle and from all other kinds of angles uh, to oppose this really basic common sense requirement. Uh,
2: for my listeners, let me tell you that that sam is the vice president of executive affairs for the foundation for government accountability we've had you know the foundation on uh many times here on the dave ellswick show tell us sam when do you think that in america we moved away from that the right to work was what people wanted to do to you have to almost force people to do it's kind of crazy i mean they there, there are people that would rather be on the plantation uh, and uh, beholden to the master central govern, uh, government than go out and have a job.
4: You know, it wasn't that long ago that the Medicaid and the food stamp programs were a little more oriented to the truly needy. So back in 2000, for example, 18 years ago, there were only 7 million able-bodied adults on Medicaid. Now, fast forward, you have Obamacare, uh, the Obama administration for eight years. Now you've got 28 million able-bodied adults on the program. Think about that for a moment. In just 18 years.
2: Yeah, from 7 million to 28 million, right? That's right. Yeah, and a a lot of these people could work if they had to, but if you're not going to be forced to, and, and that's the the difference that we have in America now is that they almost have to be forced to go to work. Uh, it's just amazing to me. I mean, you, I was looking at your article, and you said uh, that our work uh, requirements are not extreme. Of the state's 270,000 adults enrolled in Medicaid expansion, only 34,000 are currently subject to the work Requirement. I mean, that's not even, I don't know what the percentage of that is. It's well below half, though.
4: Yeah, and, you know, Arkansas is a, is a national leader on this, like I said. And the work requirement could still be improved, and I think states will do that. But it's really important to get started. So you're really only taking, of all the able-bodied adults, for all of the advocates and the left complaining about how you're putting, um, uh, you know, low-income people that that can't do anything back to work. It's just not true. These are able-bodied adults. They're uh, people that doctors and social workers have said are fully capable of working. They don't have young kids at home to take care of, and they don't have any other barrier to go to work. And, you know, you've got thousands, tens of thousands of open jobs there in Arkansas that are available. You've got employers that are desperate for workers. This is the most common sense requirement you could have. Voters agree that more than 70% of voters think that uh, able-bodied adults on Medicaid should work, and that includes more than half of all Democrats.
2: Now, well, Sam, you're you're you are came. You have come to my show on the right day, because today is the right view, folks. Here, Uh, the right view is a female power panel that joins me once a week. And uh, they're sitting here in the studio, and uh, they had some questions for you. Are you ready? The estrogen is ready to flow. Are you ready?
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll All right. do
2: my best. All right. Here we go.
6: This is Amy. I have a question. What are we going to do if the minimum wage thing passes, to, goes up to, what, eventually $11 an hour, and small businesses have to cut back because um, – You know, they just can't afford to pay people $11 an hour and the major corporations start to automate their industry, which cuts out jobs. How in the world are people going to be able to work on Arkansas Works if the job market shrinks?
4: Yeah, thanks, Amy. I think that's a good question. Uh, the The reality we see right now in the economy is that there's never been a better time to get a job. Some of the things you mentioned, like automation, I think are are valid things to think about as we move forward. But right now, where we stand today, the country has more open jobs than it ever has in its history. And we actually have more open jobs than people to fill them. Uh, And so right now, it's really not a stretch for people to go get a job in, in a number of different industries. So you've got everything from fast food type restaurants that are offering cash bonuses and uh, higher wages, much higher wages than minimum wage. Uh, in Arkansas, you've got 5,000 open truck driving jobs that they can't fill. It's actually hurting the economy there that they can't get people in these positions. So I agree. We, we need to think about the future of the economy. And there's other you know, domestic policy like trade and things that the Trump administration is working on. At this moment, it's a great time to find a job.
2: Yeah, and I agree with that. Did you have a question for him, Shelley? Um,
5: more just—I guess your—you know—it's a mess. The healthcare system is an absolute mess, and uh, it was a mess under Bush, of course. Huge. It's been a mess for years, and I uh, just—you know. The frustration in trying to be able to afford health care and whatnot has driven people to things like Medicaid and whatnot mm-hmm. there people that that they put they get caught in a catch-22 you know and this this is the problem I guess so I guess I don't really have a question it's just more of a thought um, you know it's just uh, I know when me and my family had the resort up at uh, Spring River, we all tried to get help. Well, we were. Uh, we. My husband at the time was at UPS. He was a supervisor there. He had benefits. I had insurance through him. Um, I mean, I had a job, too, before we moved. But, but then we moved, and, of course, Cobra, which everybody thought that was so great. Well, no, it's not because it was so daggum expensive. It was like $1,200 a month to keep, it. and we had to pay it. The resort had to pay it. It was our family that owned it. My parents to get insurance on them was $1,500 a month. Then fast forward, s- eight months later, I give birth to my daughter, and we had to put her on our kids first uh, eventually because she was costing us another 600 a month. So our resort, our small business that we were trying to make a go of, we were automatically hit with almost $3,000 a month, people, in health insurance. That's insane. And we finally had to put Majo on our kids. We had to get her on our kids. And then Huckabee, before he left office, had put in the uh, novices. You remember that, Dave? Amy, are you familiar? I don't know if you are. But um, where it was for small businesses and you could get on if you had just a handful of employees. So we went that route and dropped all the other insurance. Well, then Obama takes office and comes in and novices goes out of business, and here we sit. And so I guess I'm just trying to outlay, I guess, the frustrations of what I would think of a lot of our Kansans and American people of the catch-22 you get caught in. All right, office.
2: so Sam, what we've done is just kind of expanded the conversation here. Your thoughts, is the government ever going to be able to come to grips that they screwed the pooch on this?
4: Yeah, I mean, health care is a mess. There's no doubt you're right about that. One of the other things we're seeing out of the Trump administration that's incredibly encouraging is they just passed some rules on what's called short-term health plans. And short-term in this case means up to three years uh, and even more in some cases on plans that don't have to fit into the Obamacare model. So it's going to give a lot more options to people at a much lower cost. And those just started on October one. And people can search for those online or, or through a um, insurance provider. So you see the Trump administration doing a lot to try to move towards some sanity in the private healthcare market, and I think that's really important. Back on the Medicaid side, your point is well taken. You know, some people uh, need that assistance, and that's yeah. fine, and that's what the program is there for. What we want to make sure we do... And we hated doing we to, it, to, by the way. Yeah, we hated but, it. it. But
5: we didn't have a choice. Yeah, and I think,
4: but you were also working. Yeah. And that's what we're asking people to do. Sure. Is, yeah, we understand that some people are in need. They might be in tough times. They might not be able to afford um, insurance. Well, if you're on Medicaid, what we're saying is if you're capable of work you should do that because you yeah. want to work your way out of that Absolutely. as quickly as possible. And you can't do it by sitting home. And we also know that uh, welfare traps people. You know, it it does. Really does. You get yeah. all these programs and then people end up sitting at home and doing nothing. Yeah. And that hurts their health more than anything. And it hurts their their dignity, their mental health and the whole deal. And that really creates a cycle uh, that's really the worst thing for them. And so we want to see people getting out of the house, going to fill some of those open jobs, and really getting back on the, the track to a better life.
5: That's the goal. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it basically imploded under Obama. It was coming that way, and Obama just sealed the deal on it. And now you get so many people, they get, they're get they stuck in it, Well, a lot of them. But the work requirement's great. Here's, I don't the, here's the key.
2: Let's none of us ever forget that Obamacare was nothing more than than a way to force America into single-payer yeah, uh, medical care. And by God, I'll do everything I can to fight that. Yeah, Sam, we're out of time. Uh, let's have you back on, and we'll we'll talk about health care uh, in, a, in a general sense. Where can people go to find out more information with your organization?
4: Sure. Thanks a lot for having me. I enjoyed talking with you all. Thank uh, you. You can find us at the fga.org right. Fga.org
2: all right we appreciate you we'll have you back in the near future we appreciate your time the fga thank you dot O-R-G. you know if you want a career working outdoors uh, you got you're good with your hands you like to be outside with the fresh air you're detail oriented and you want to work in a, with a company that pays up to twenty dollars an hour then you need to look into PI Roofing. I was just talking to Joel Johnson, and he is looking. I mean, seriously, he is, you know, basically looking for people who want to get with his company because they want to expand. You can't expand unless you have the right people to expand with. If you feel like you are that person, then get a hold of PI Roofing at piroofing.com or uh, call them at 501-707-3551 You can build your future with them, P.I. Roofing and Home Solutions, career opportunities now in their commercial roofing and service division, residential roofing and service division, and their home solutions division. Remember, paying up to uh, $20 an hour benefits, all of that is all of yours at P.I. Roofing, P.I. Roofing.com. 501-707-3551. Five oh one seven oh seven thirty five fifty one Applied Research reminding you that they're still doing their clinical research studies, exploring the safety and effectiveness of investigational drugs, and uh, they need people that are quality and qualify to be participants uh, for their studies. And the way that you find out if you are, if you want to get involved in this, because there is compensation, arcarkansas.com is the website arcarkansas.com now what's going to happen when you get there you're going to see all the different studies pull down menu on each one and when you do it it explains the study it explains what uh, you have to do to qualify and then if you want to try to be a participant then you fill out some information and uh, send that in to applied research and you can apply for various different ones. I mean, if you want to do a diabetic one and a low testosterone one, you can put in for both of them. They'll probably pick you for one or the other. They got new studies coming up here shortly. Uh, again, what I like to you know make sure you understand, this is not the first time around for these drugs. It's not like you're the first you know person that's ever taken it. Uh, these are drugs that are ready to go on the market And they have to do the final test uh, to make sure about the effectiveness of the drug. You might take the drug or you might be taking a sugar pill. You may be taking the placebo. All right. Just keep that in mind. You'll not pay for anything. In fact, you will probably pay you for taking part in it. ARCarkansas.com or call them 501-954-7822. That's Applied Research. Okay. Kavanaugh.
5: Kavanaugh.
2: Kavanaugh. It's on everybody's lips. I wonder why.
5: What else to talk about? I
2: I wonder why. And I I like this because I'm going to kind of be quiet now uh, in the next uh, 90 minutes. Uh, Hannah will be joining us in the last uh, hour of the the female power panel. The right view, as we like to call it. And uh, this is supposedly the year of the woman. And because of that, I wanted a panel of women to have on that would talk from a conservative view about uh, the the issues that are going on. So with that in mind, I want you to hear a couple of cuts that I have here, ladies, with Lindsey Graham. And uh, can I say, don't you wish this Lindsey Graham had been around a lot more
5: right uh, no for joke.
2: over the last few uh, i'm a
5: recent fan weeks.
2: yeah well you should be <laughs> just uh, recent okay so i like this uh, a little here's a little bit of lindsey graham humor as he talks kind of about the Salem witch trials. Cut number one.
10: Uh, because you um, humiliated this guy enough. And it's actually no kind of bottom for some of you. So, uh, so why don't we dunk in the water and see if he floats. So the bottom line here, process. No Democrat except one, maybe two, are going to vote for Brett Kavanaugh most all Democrats had made up their mind. Senator Arano said, well, the goal here is to lay the hearing past the midterm so we can fill the seat. Now, she was foolish enough to say that. Are we smart enough to believe her? And I actually do believe her. That's the goal. It's not about the truth. The FBI did a supplemental background check consistent with a request of three senators. It was 10 witnesses to add to the 146. That's the process. It will never be enough. If you don't believe he's a gang rapist, if you don't believe he's a stumbling, bumbling, drunk, serial sexual predator, maybe you'll believe he lied about how much he drank in high school, that he threw ice in a party, I mean, excuse me, in a bar, where he doesn't have the temperament that he didn't handle being destroyed well. Enough. Enough
2: yeah, that's uh, that was Lindsay that's just so taking good. on some people, right? But love I love it. that. Why don't we dunk him in the water and see, see if, if he floats? <laughs> because that's a that's a, I mean, a callback of the Salem like witch
5: Like yeah, like I mean, this is where we're at. Like, what else can you do to the guy? You know, they want his blood. I mean, it's, it's insane. This, this is the nuclear pick. Yeah. I mean, God help us. We and you, you know, want
2: to know what we're going to need God's help on? If either. Uh, one of the two liberal judges, real liberal judges, pass away.
6: Oh, oh yeah. Well, then it's... I mean,
5: yeah, that's if, Armageddon. If, 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 if you Gaines, mean you, yeah.
6: you don't think that the notorious RBG is going to last forever?
2: No, she no. will not last forever. They may... They may stick a two by four up her back and try to make uh, us think
9: that
5: she's well, We need her no, to live her at least to get Kavanaugh confirmed <laughs> put, before, because we'll have a mess on our hands if she were to kick you, right now. You know, well, <laughs> we you know, time, you know
2: who's going to be nah, You know who? You know who's next in line?
6: Amy Coney
5: Barrett. Yeah, that's
2: right. And
6: they, Love her. Oh, but, but she has, her dogma is just we can't we can't have somebody like her. Of
5: course,
2: re- she's. she's mm. I'm just telling you. Yeah, get no. ready. We're
6: at war, y'all.
5: People, listen Here, up. You want to. Well, this this is World War thing III, that, The and it's first been thing going that on, they're going to go after,
2: she is a practicing Catholic. Catholic. Well, so I'm, is yeah. Kavanaugh. I mean, but not like this woman. No,
6: she's, oh, she's mo- more...
2: Oh, yeah. She goes... She. she she goes to church every Sunday to Mass. She um, she works with Knights of Columbus. She does a lot of different but things. But
6: you know what? If she was on the other foot, and it was a Democrat, and if it was a Muslim that prayed on their carpet for Sir. five times a day, there wouldn't be anything oh, wrong you with that.
5: Touch that. That's,
2: That's a how they would. That was, delicate. Flower you walk on eggshells
5: over that one.
2: Okay, so you, we just heard Lindsay, what he had to say there. Let's let's hear what he has to say about the FBI investigation. Here's cut number two.
10: From interviews that made sense to me. Uh, it's a complete report. It's a background check. I'm confident the FBI did a good job. They were not uh hindered in any way. Uh the focus of the background check was on credible allegations before the committee. Uh I was looking for certain things to be answered by witnesses. I'm more confident than ever. That what the committee found is held up, and then some. The main thing for me is that you need to go to the FBI, and you need to ask them: Did they feel like they were able to do their job without interference? And I think the answer is yes. They interviewed over 150 people have been interviewed throughout the course of Brett Kavanaugh's life. To those, this from prior interviews. No evidence of that. That's all manufactured. The Senators who requested the supplemental FBI background check got what they requested, and I am ready to vote.
7: Are you confident, sir,
5: that the Senators, you mentioned, Flake, Murkowski, and You need to talk to them. Went.
10: I'm confident that the supplemental FBI background check was done professionally, was done without interference, and it validated, it validated, in my view, uh, where we are but you need to talk to them. The idea of the FBI looking at the committee's work product made some sense. I didn't need it, but it's done, and it puts a stamp on it that's different than it was before. You need to go to these three who have, in good faith, tried to find out what happened here and what's best for the country. 150-plus people have been interviewed over a 20-something-year period. I have personally known him for 20 years. Not a close friend, but a professional relationship. The Brett Kavanaugh that I knew before the committee is the Brett Kavanaugh I know now. The only difference is an effort to ruin this man's life. I am ready to vote.
2: All right. He's ready to Love vote. Love it. Love it. Let's do it.
5: On a Saturday, nonetheless. Maybe
2: Sunday. Maybe Sunday.
6: You know what they're doing it on a Saturday, right? What No. Because they don't want people to watch...
5: You know, I you know think they they're. Do that. I think they're doing it just because, like, it's time. It's been past
6: time. We're doing the very next opportunity, hey, it just re- so happens to don't be. Don't you Saturday. remember when Jeremy Hutchinson was indicted? He was indicted on labor. Was it, yeah, no, uh, whatever that. day, whatever day weekend that was.
7: Well, all
5: yeah, that was an indictment. So, try so, to hide it in the new, But no, the, the Republicans. I they they don't care. if They want the worldwide. They want to see. They they are they're in the best position they've been in in years, and and since Trump's been elected because they finally got a spy. They're finally cohesive now. Not only have they all gotten behind Trump, they're all bound together. Instead of them all binding together being anti-Trump for the very first time since he got elected in 2016, they're behind Trump, and they're digging their heels in, and it's working, and the Democrats know it, and it's scaring them to death, and they are getting desperate, and this, we are at war, and they are showing their asses. And this is good versus evil. It's it's for the soul of America, is what this has come down to. So people, y'all need to wake up. It's serious.
6: Yeah. If we would have had this kind of cohesiveness during the primaries, you might be sitting in a different spot right now. Yeah.
9: Well it might.
6: It'd be Jan against Jared, not Asa against Jared. Well, but yeah, when you only yeah. have eighteen percent of the electric vote, electorate vote, that's a problem. Yeah. But I'm hoping that. You know, we could take this momentum and head to to the You're general, like
5: the governor of Arkansas. The she's talking about Jan Morgan yeah. that that ran for. Oh, sorry, governor. I was just making sure so the listeners. Oh, the, but the, see,
6: the thing is, you kind of have to say something because people are still coming to Jan and asking her how her campaign's going, and she's like, "Really?" Yeah. She's like, "Really?" Yeah. If if you actually voted and paid attention on primary results yeah. night, you would have known I didn't win. Right. So apparently you didn't vote right it's too late for that one that's ridiculous yeah. when you didn't even know who won and lost the primary right that you have to ask somebody or
5: how's your camp i saw did a video or something where she was at a gas station somebody ran into her and said i can't wait to vote for you or something and she's like uh that was like two months
6: ago maybe you if know. you would have voted for me back in may we'd be in a in a different yeah. uh i mean different dimension yeah.
5: but people are paying attention now yeah. i mean all over
2: as just said, they uh, they caught up at Mansion as he left the room, looking at the FBI report, and they asked him, <laughs> "What does he think now?" And he you know, did they, did it tell him what he needs to know? And he said, "It's helping. It's helping."
5: Do <laughs> uh, you want to know who we were talking about? Now, did
2: you heard that high camp from North Dakota, says she's going to vote she no. She has to.
6: She's t- 15 points down from her challenger
5: she's right now. She's going to
2: lose. Let me tell That's you about That's the only McCaskell reason she's going to vote no is because she knows that she's toast.
5: Talk about a tight sphincter right now. Claire McCaskill is crapping bullets, praying to God that those three Republicans holding out vote for Kavanaugh so she doesn't have to do it because, let me tell you, in Missouri – That is Trump country, and she is not faring well right Mm -hmm. now at all. And Claire McCaskill is the type that she will throw her party under the bus for her seat. So she does not want to get back to that court. So don't – if one of those fall out, rest assured there will be a Democrat or two to take that place to put Kavanaugh
6: over the top. He will be confirmed. This is the deal, though. As much as they hate to have a conservative majority on the Supreme Court, they'd much rather have that than lose their power. So I think she, that the, the yes. Democrats that are in the, the, what we call swing states that voted overwhelmingly for Trump in the, in the, uh, you know, the general election in 2016, but have Democrat senators. I mean, like they, that, it would be but, political suicide if you did not vote for Kavanaugh. But,
5: but yeah, and I mean, but Claire McCaskill's the top. She gonna she gonna throw whoever under the bus when when that's when you know who, Laura, your loyalty lies with your party or whoever. She will throw everybody under the bus to keep her seat. She'll vote that vote for Kavanaugh. So she is just. So die and whiten the And that save. just
6: goes to show you that you know most legislators these days we got a few good ones but most most of them it's all about me 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 right me and my pocket yeah and and what can i do to survive and so it's right now it's all about political survival so i the heidi heitkamp joe mansion claire mccaskill even if uh flaky flake flakes out mm-hmm. then um then you know what we we lose with him cause he's a loser anyway whatever um what we'll gain with the uh, democrats who are in uh, political trouble right now yeah. um,
2: key is that we can lose one of them and still have enough yeah you know because the vice president if it's a vote yeah then my pence of, will come in and, and, cast and yeah and, and i think vote. i
5: heard flake um saying that th- finally he came out and just said about the the fbi report that nothing was there it was clear clean exactly whatever right. but my my prediction which i've do this back in June when he was on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd and uh, announced he wasn't re- running for re-election for Senate, and I thought, you that's know why weird. Because yeah? well, I- he
2: was 25 points down in the primary. Well... That's the reason.
5: But I also believe 100% he's planning on trying to run in a primary against Trump, our sitting president for the Republican (laughs) nomination. It will never work. He'll go down in flames. But Mm. I guarantee you that is his motive. And that elevator stunt was orchestrated. That was a members-only elevator. Did you know
6: that? And and all those ladies were with some left-wing actors. They were paid. They were paid actors. Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And Jeff Flake... Most likely knew that was all fixing to go down, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. So I'm not sure which way he's going to go with it, but he, he, he I think it's going to be whichever way the wind blows at this point. But that's what he wants to do in the end.
2: All right, got to get a break in. Let's do that. It's about uh, 10 minutes uh, to four o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick with us. We got more coming your way. Back with you. Don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for reco- uh, recycled auto parts. <laughs> you know, I'm getting ready to put a a new transmission, uh, in my car. I I noticed some shutter and some things going on. So I got to put a new one in. It doesn't have to be done right now. I just know it's coming. All right. So before I end up standing on the side of the highway, I'll probably do it. Uh, every one of their parts are guaranteed comes with a standard warranty. They offer one, two and three year warranties. For instance, uh, on all parts and labor. Plus, during that three years, it's unlimited mileage. It's not, hey, you got a warranty for three years or thirty-six thousand miles. I drive thirty-six thousand miles in less than a year, so uh, that's not a three-year warranty for me. So it's unlimited miles uh, with Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Let me tell you how they work. This, I'm I'm talking to RD who's the owner of Sonny's, and he says, just send me the VIN number. So what did I do? I went upstairs to where the car was parked. I opened up the car door, and right there on the side of your car door, it's got all that information. I snap a picture with my uh, smartphone, and I send it to uh, to RD. I get a response from him in about 30 minutes. I got it, Dave. We're looking. And when they find it, he'll call me, and then I'll pay about Half the price I would pay if I went somewhere and bought a new transmission. This one would probably have twenty five to 35,000 miles on it. A good transmission should last you a couple hundred thousand miles, so I'm not worried about it. Plus, three years, parts and labor, unlimited mileage. I don't have to worry for three years. By that time, my car is going to be over 20 years old. I'll probably be looking for a new car by that time. All you need to do is call them, 982-7451. 982-7451. That's Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. And remember my, you know, philosophy about recycling and going green. I'll go green when it saves me green, and Sunny saves me dollars. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I ain't going to do it just because somehow it's saving Mama Earth. Right. Number all one, right. the Earth is not an entity, all, all right? right? a piece of rock right with entities living on it right That's a big and for difference. those
6: that believe in creation it's been here for 6 to 10,000 years so yeah. Yeah. nothing that we're doing in the last but 200 some years is making a dent in what could have been done in the last right. 10,000 years so yeah there's that so yeah. you know why
2: I think we had so much rain in uh, I talked about this the other day in uh, what was it uh, October no, September it was cool in September. It was rainy. Yeah, it
5: did rain a lot. It got on my nerves.
2: I think it's because of all the fires out on the West Coast and all the particulate matter that it made and dumped into the atmosphere. I mean, a volcano does this as well. And
6: that's what clouds are. They're dust and moisture. Thank you
2: very much. Y'all are about my think, pay grade on this I think one. That's what, <laughs> I think that's what happened. <laughs> that's I think I really do. When they watch teach
6: you more than just... Uh, how to use the correct pronouns in school. And maybe they teach you a little science, a little... Civics instead of sure. social studies, you might, you might, you might know something. You know? can
5: we? Are we coming up against a break soon?
2: You got two minutes.
5: Can we just talk about how freaking awesome Trump texted us yesterday? He texted the hey, American If he let me change this just a little bit.
2: That was FEMA.
6: Well, okay, but, right. but, but he probably way? told him to do it, didn't he? Isn't yeah. that a? Uh, he said, yeah, it,
2: you know, but it's a way for uh, you know uh, FEMA people to contact People.
6: So if Trump can instruct FEMA to send out you know, to, to test the emergency broadcast system and send text to everybody's phone then you know when they start you know, And you se- can't turn his alert off. No, it comes on whether you like it or not. Yeah. So
2: does the same thing on radio stations too
6: yeah
5: (laughs) yeah and i mean i remember i was at work and it all everybody's phones was going off and and uh 118 yesterday we're like what in the world i mean and the next thing i know i'll walk out and i see on the flat screen and cnn headline news whatever why are we getting presidential alerts funniest meme ever this girl
2: did you see that one that's been running around about that uh, Trump sent one out and it said, Hey, are you idiots? Yeah, and I tagged
5: you in that one. And then my friend Sherry <laughs> tagged me in one that uh, just before I came on the show, it said, Guess who can't send out presidential alerts? Hillary Clinton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good oh, one. That was so Thank good. God to that one. You're right. Just, well, uh, what
6: I'm oh saying gosh. is, if he can. If he can send out an alert, I mean, when he can. And Trump they, and he does can, whatever and Trump wants to do. And yeah, if he can't he, turn he, it off, <laughs> then that then CNN can't say they didn't get it because it's going to go with their phone regardless. The
5: Democrats' heads But exploded. let me just ask, ask this
2: question of you. Does uh-huh. it not worry you that they've got everybody's cell phone number?
6: Well,
5: you know, but, I mean, yeah, we talked about this, you know, and the cameras and these smart TVs. Also, it's like
6: everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah you were scary. on the show
2: I, that day that yes, I, I, I had her all freaked yes. out. Yes. Your, your oh television gosh. may be watching you.
6: That's yeah. why I turn my cell phone down in my bedroom at night. It doesn't matter.
2: It doesn't matter. It's still listening to you. We'll do a show on that again we gotta for we got to do you. that again. Just for you. Just for you. Just for you. <laughs> Just for you so I can make you paranoid. We'll be back. We'll be back after the news. And Hannah will be here with us. And we'll really get going with the right view. Back with you. Final hour of live programming uh, in the next hour. If you missed it, J.R. Davis was with me in the first hour and uh, we'll replay that interview for you so that you can hear what he had to say about a a lot of different uh, things about uh, state revenue. jumped uh, by $15.2 million in September about the uh, governor's reorganization plans that he has. We talked some about the whole Kavanaugh thing. We talked national politics as well. So uh, that's coming back up in in the next hour. Also, don't forget on November... Uh, the 6th, we will be at the Embassy Suites with the Republican Party. Watch yes. Party will be over there. Uh, we'll start at 2 o'clock, because that's typically power panel time. And uh, the ladies that are here right now probably will grace across the stage at certain times. We're going to be on risers up where I can see us. Oh, I'm very excited time. about that. It's going to be fun.
5: Be there all day. It's going to be
2: fun. We'll be there all day, because we're going until 10 o'clock. I can
5: I'll hey, be there can, at 4. So you're can,
2: coming, right?
6: Can I bring my girl? My little 10-year-old girl?
2: I don't see why not. Yeah.
6: You bring my, you well, know. I won't
5: bring my Joe because I'm probably going to end up just staying over because it's going to be late because we're going to be on the air till what? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock that night. So oh, well, it's this like is from the, 2 to it's, 10. It's history. Yeah, that, that's no, definitely my, bring. I'm just... my, and Plus, I... Mama might want to just go party or something. Okay. After. This is true. <laughs> we will, we will talk don't...
2: about this at the end of the time, not during the time that everybody's listening in on the radio. I'm sorry. Here we go. Okay.
6: I'm, I'm Discuss a your party
2: sorry. time uh, later on. <laughs> All right. For that.
6: No Red Solo cups, ice, or beer. Sorry. All right.
2: Uh, yeah do not throw uh, ice at anybody no. right. that is a oh deadly projectile. And don't stand
6: around I, the punch ball with red colt solo cups cuz you might, right. might be a raving <laughs> drunk exactly, exactly you know an angry one I gotta
2: tell you what has been so interesting and, and I mentioned this on the show last week when Clinton was president I had to explain to everybody what they meant when they said BJ okay oh, yeah my. I had to explain that on the air <laughs> this time I had to explain to everybody why a train isn't gang rape.
5: Yeah, yeah. Because
2: yeah. in a train, the woman is there willingly. Right. So it's not rape; it's no. consensual. It's
5: consent. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and and I, it's like, I won't get into it. I just think it's disgusting. Oh yeah. You know, for me, definitely, definitely on, on that whole thing. All right, the one, of the AP reporters, Lemire had uh, this to say, and I think they they hit it right on the nail on the head. I want your guys' uh, take on this. Number New Fox
5: uh, News polling shows Republicans making gains in a number of battleground Senate races heading into November. In North Dakota, Senator Heidi Heitkamp, who is one of the most vulnerable Democrats this year, is trailing her Republican challenger, Kevin Kramer, By 12. Let's stop
0: right there. Jonathan Lemire. of of all the races right now. Heidi Heidkamp seems to be the Democrat who, uh, boy, uh, she just seems like uh, very endangered right now. And unlike every other Democrat in these tight races, it's hard to imagine how she uh, fights her way back, especially with a Kavanaugh vote still in front
1: of her. That's right. Strategists that I've talked to on both sides of the party put her as the most endangered Democrat by far. Uh, that poll that you just showed right there really underscores that. Uh, there are other seats, Missouri and so on, they're Democrat, where Republicans might have a slight edge, and I'm sure we'll get to some of those in a minute. But this one in particular, Heidkamp, they feel is in real trouble. And they think that this Kavanaugh moment here has absolutely has energized Republicans who, as you've been saying, really despondent, really down about how the, the spring and summer have gone and now feel like they have something to fight for. Now, It will be interesting to see does that enthusiasm persist if Kavanaugh were to be seated on the bench? Like, if if he comes through this and he gets on the bench, does you know, is some of this enthusiasm almost anger, like a justified, like, you know, how they're treating our guy like this? How could they deny him? And certainly, if, if he doesn't make it, then yes, you'd think that would continue. If he does get on, does some of that dissipate? I mean, that's what we'll see in the weeks ahead.
2: It does not dissipate people on the right are pissed it's off
5: full force full force 100 here's We're at what 100. here's
2: what everybody understands if the democrats take over it's it's not good <laughs> yeah they're going to right?
6: take the crumbs back yeah
2: so i'm going to let you guys talk about that a little bit well, and well, let's
7: start no, with I you
11: so i had a really i have befriended a democrat in school yeah. and oh, yeah. it's also an I I love the relationship that we're forming because he is real big on one day, 10 years down the road, I want to take you out to dinner and just talk strategy. He said, because we can so respectfully disagree about things. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course we talk about the Kavanaugh situation. And today he looked at me and he said, Hannah, he said, I wish I could tell my own party. To shut up and think about the strategy of it all. We are killing ourselves because we have made them so mad we're going to lose in November. Mm -hmm. And even if we don't, if Trump gets his next pick, it's going to be even more conservative than the Kavanaugh even is. So they need to stop and consider the strategy behind it. And I thought that was a really
5: interesting observation.
6: They're not thinking long term. No. Not they are desperate. To. They
5: used to, but but you can only think long term for so long when you are deceiving and you are a lie about who you really are. They are showing their true colors because they're being forced to, with the truth being sh- sh- shined upon them, and it's causing them to just go berserk. And so the people like your friend, who seems like a very level-headed guy, very Democrat, much, very guy much, is a good guy that we just disagree. We agree. We all want the same thing, but disagree on how to get there that's exactly He's one of those people we have. yeah it, but what he doesn't get which baffles me but, but many people don't is that these democrats have an evil agenda mm-hmm. when it comes to america we're in a fight for the soul of this country their power I mean, does their leadership has an evil agenda
6: the thing that they're not thinking about is this is a lifetime appointment and uh, if these people get on there it's it's 30 or 40 years you know you know Unless you're Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and she's <laughs> probably going to live for an eternity. But anyway, but
2: the crypt keeper has <laughs> <think. laughs>
6: the the problem is, is that um,
7: <laughs> David, David. tales from the crypt.
6: <laughs> um, <laughs> You don't know about Tales from the Crypt, do you? I have no idea. We do.
7: (laughs) It was an HBO
6: show. It was these crazy stories where. Now, we're getting off track here. Yes, go back
2: uh, to the the subject. Sorry,
6: uh, sorry I've even brought up RBG. But anyway, (laughs) notorious RBG. Gangsta. (laughs) Anyway, these people are going to be on the court for 30 or 40 years. I mean, instead of fighting it, I mean, but the problem is, though, is that they're. they're losing their way of passing their agenda. if you were if you were legislators worth your salt, then you could get it done at the in, in the state house, but you can't. So you gotta go. And legislate from the bench. Well,
11: there's so much gridlock right now in the mm-hmm. legislature. Nothing substantial is getting passed. Yeah. And so when that happens, it's left up to the courts at that point to decide what to do here. And so if they can't get it in the legislature, well, then by all means, of course, they want it on the court when they're going to be the next best thing. Yeah. To push
5: their agenda, and so and I agree with you. The but middle it, doesn't exist anymore in this no. country. The no, middle is no gone. Middle. Very,
11: very harsh divide. Yes, lines. There, this is this is as polarized it's, as it's been.
5: It, but it's got to go there. I mean, it, with I mean, we've I've seen this festering and coming since I was a kid, and especially when I was in college. And I mean, I'm 44 now. I've seen this coming for 20 years, and especially since 911, I've seen it coming. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is where we're at. We we are at a it's it's one way or the other. It's I, I think that benefits
11: Republicans because right now, I mean, we've always been. We're the party of level headedness, reasonableness. We typically aren't out in the streets protesting. And so when you do have those people in the middle who look at this and say, you're being completely outlandish. What on earth are you doing? Mm -hmm. That more so brings them over to our side. And so I say, and this was a conversation again, I had with my friend today. I said, I want you to keep acting the way you are. I want your party to keep doing what you're doing yeah. because you are the best thing for the Republican Party sure. right now. Is your sure. behavior and your actions is satisfying everything yeah. we want?
5: So have at it. That's that's what I say to Democrats. Word. Have at yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got this global agenda. And, you know, that 100%, that's what they want. Yeah, they want globalism.
11: Yeah. And that's and, what their
5: leadership wants yeah, because that. Benefits and there them. are people who follow the Democratic Party, the, the, the left, hard left. There are people out there that have that evil intent as well that, that, that you know, there's a lot of their protesters that get paid or they, they do have. But then you have so many that are not evil. They're good people. They just. And, and I. And, I mean, people that are, are running to Trump now from the from the Democratic side, they are running from their party because they see now, my God, this is who I've identified with for all these years.
2: What, have, you know, what have I said all along? Trump is a 21st century Reagan. This is exactly what Reagan did to the Democrat Party. Exactly.
6: Drove them nuts.
2: Oh, yeah. And when the time for re-election comes... I think Trump will do exactly what Reagan did. Remember, that was the Mondale Ferraro yeah, ticket. Yeah, he only
6: lost his own uh, – he only won his own state, right? Yeah,
2: Minnesota. It was, yeah, that was, yeah, it. was it. Every other state was won by yeah. Reagan. Yeah. I, oh, I think he won in a landslide. I think oh, he yeah.
6: I don't think I was in fourth grade then, and I remember that. I remember mom and dad watching the returns on television and, and how – I was like, Wow.
2: Yeah, I went to bed 10 minutes after they started coming I'm figuring in. they're
5: going to pick Cory Booker up to run against Trump. I'm That's so who, sick of seeing my, his face. Yeah, this, right. Is it
2: going to be Cory Booker with Camellia Harris? <laughs>
11: Cory Booker needs to go to his hole and stay <laughs> there forever. Yeah, right. Great. Wow. I mean, be,
5: Harris, a yeah.
2: hurricane, no,
5: make
2: yeah. Cory Booker famous, y'all. It was a hurricane that put
5: him on the map. Hurricane what, what, now, Sandy. Wait,
2: now, what It's
4: going it, it, to be an all-estrogen ticket. Harris Warren.
2: No, do you think Oh, the Pocahontas? Indians got mad at her today. Did you hear <laughs> no, about that? No, that's
6: not no. right. It's it's Focahonis. Oh, they Harnes. went Harnes. after yeah, her because fall. she didn't mention funny.
5: she was at a protest of Kavanaugh's in, for protesting Kavanaugh or something. and She didn't mention the Indians, and they went after her. Yes.
7: She had, <laughs> <laughs> I said she is not. She's betraying her own people. <laughs> all right.
6: Oh, and yeah. We already know they play dirty. So the all estrogen ticket. It's going to be the Me Too ticket right
2: hey i got um, i got something coming for you guys when we come back from break yeah
6: okay got something for it's a
2: uh, former president obama i'm going to play him on mm. the air i got you got to hear it though you, you'll you'll God. you'll you'll like there's your all estrogen
6: hear. ticket
11: right there yeah it's, yeah.
2: it's <laughs> i'm
11: so sick of gender politics right?
2: well i i agree with you let's take a let's take they a quick start. break and we'll come back with our Right view here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you. We've got 24, yeah, 24 after. Let me remind you that uh, there are 567 different ways to claim your Social Security, 2,728 rules in the Social Security handbook. And to make matters worse, the federal government has told the Social Security Administration they are forbidden to offer you any personal advice. When you take your Social Security, you not get anything from them. Should I do it this way or this way? It's up to you. Uh, so you're totally on your own. It's probably why about $10 billion a year in benefits goes unclaimed in Social Security every year. You can learn how you could ring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security You can get it from David Lucas, who you hear right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer, on Saturdays. So to get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security, be one of the first 10 callers right now, 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690, or go visit davidlucasfinancial.com. Well, one of the big things that have come up here in the last few uh, days has been uh, Brett Kavanaugh's drinking, you know, that he drank to excess when he was in high school. He drank to excess when he was in college. Well, do you remember when a certain person said this, cut six?
9: What was the young Barack like? You know, what, what were you like? And, what you know, everyone has sort of dreams or aspirations. Right. Or, you know, but what, what were your... Yeah,
12: you know, i I think I was a thug <laughs> for... Uh... For a big part of my uh, growing up, I, I, I was, uh, I think I was a very typical, uh, uh, gregarious, uh, mischievous child as a as a young boy. I think uh, by the time I was an adolescent and had moved back from Indonesia and was struggling with these issues of. Uh, racial identity and a father not being in the house. And, um, I think that, uh, you know, I reacted by uh, engaging in a lot of uh, uh, behavior that's not uh, untypical of black males across the country, you know. Uh, I played a lot of basketball. Uh, I uh, didn't take school that seriously. I uh, got into fights. I uh, drank and did uh, and, and and consumed uh, substances that uh, weren't always legal. Um, and uh, you know, I think generally was um, acting out uh, in ways that uh, that, when I look back on it, I understand. Uh, I think that what got me through those years was um, sort of a natural aptitude for schooling, which meant that I didn't have to pay attention too much to be able to keep my grades up and at least uh, um, graduate. Uh, some of my behavior was self-destructive. You know, uh, I, you know I might uh, drink a six-pack uh, in an hour before. Uh, uh, before going back to class. Uh,
2: yeah, that, like that was our uh, former president. I guess he just wasn't qualified to be a president. No, was he? Exactly.
11: No. Well, several, several double standards in that entire production. <laughs> but first of all, if it's okay for a black fatherless male to partake in such activities, well, then is that not okay for a white frat boy to partake in drinking beer?
2: That's yeah, what and I'm just yeah. not even
5: accused of doing drugs. Good grief.
2: Pointing me a Point out. Pointing out. <laughs> Pointing it out,
5: right? Why is anyone surprised? It's straight it's hypocrisy
11: so from the left.
2: Stupid
5: hypocrisy yeah. did you, did you at notice, every turn. Did you the you fact that we're even having to entertain it is
6: is bizarre. You know. Did you notice how he said he didn't pay too much attention in school, and he's kind of you yeah. know? Isn't that kind of he, yeah. he kind of just lays through?
9: It's a little self-lying statement did, there. Didn't he kind of uh, lays right.
6: through the whole eight years of his presidency too? While we're good at it,
9: <laughs> he didn't. Very good he point. Didn't,
6: he didn't listen in class, and he sure as heck didn't he listen didn't listen to his and, people. Nope, sure
7: didn't.
2: Sat, don't think he sat in the class on economics.
6: No, I think
11: he missed that one.
2: <laughs> I do think, think so. I think he, he drank organizer days. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Well, he went right. to he school
6: was. in Indonesia, so I'm thinking uh, macro and microeconomics. I'm, I'm
5: still not. not. Convinced probably so. a she little different in America. I still, I mean, that I, I still don't believe to this day he's really a citizen. But no, that's all water under the bridge. But just <gasps> wanted to put but that you're out. A conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no I just
6: prove how it dare you
5: he hadn't proved it and i mean my god how hard is it to, to back when trump wasn't ago, trump was one of the first ones the to Panther ask movement. where's your birth yeah. certificate but he wouldn't give it why not give it to shut it down he would never give it like
6: because he if, couldn't give
5: it to be the exactly, devil's advocate Annie. exactly <laughs> to be the devil's advocate and you know what side I I of know. all this i know where
11: you're going with that trump's tax returns just to be the devil's advocate yeah. why not prove some? but hey i'm but well, see, this is the has, thing. This but is at the same thing. time, I completely this, support Trump
6: wanting to pay as least amount of taxes possible. But this is the yeah. thing. Who doesn't do that? Who doesn't try to get as many deductions? Absolutely. As yeah.
2: And there's no law that says he has to release no. his tax but, there's, absolutely.
6: but the Constitution says you have to be an, Ameri- an American citizen born Here's and raised
2: here. Back with you. Hey, Alan Dershowitz uh, came
1: out about the ACLU. Got to hear what he has to say. Do you think, Professor, that that's a fine stand? It doesn't matter whether he's innocent or guilty. He should just submit
9: Well, it sounds very familiar when I was in college. That's what they said about people who are accused of being communists. It yes. doesn't matter whether you're innocent or guilty. If somebody has accused you of being a communist and you angrily responded and said you're not, then hey, you don't have the temperament to have the job and it's just a job interview if you're getting fired for being a professor after 40 years. And what's the difference if you're innocent or guilty? Somebody has said you're a communist. This goes all the way back to the Inquisition when they would call you in first and make you testify and then they'd present the evidence look once you're accused of the most heinous crime imaginable it turns into a trial where you have due process yes where the burden of proof is on the other side where the evidence has to be clear and convincing in america we don't allow people to destroy other people's reputations and careers based on an inference of guilt the way the aclu now says the aclu says we should presume guilt not presume innocent.
1: After a 100 years of defending due process, that's exactly what they're saying. So you are a liberal. You have lived your life in a liberal world. You go to Martha's Vineyard. you know liberals. To any of them ever say, look, I don't agree with Kavanaugh. I hate Trump. But I agree with you that due process is worth preserving. Are there liberals who feel that way?
9: I found very, very few of them. For example, today, 700 law professors uh, signed a letter. They asked me to sign it. I refused. I wrote a dissent saying he now no longer has the judicial temperament. Well, can you imagine if this were a liberal who had been appointed by a liberal president who had been accused and who had acted similarly? I don't think a single one of those professors would have signed that letter. They all fail the shoe on the other foot test. Senator Booker, who I like and know, is just dead wrong. This is all about partisanship. If the opposite was happening, and if it was the Democrats who were putting up candidate, everybody would be behaving the opposite way. And so it is partisanship. And I think the framers of our Constitution never intended the confirmation process to look anything like this. I agree.
1: And I hope that I would be honest enough to say so. I mean, we defended Al Franken on this show, Mm -hmm. whom I I don't like personally, and I hate his politics, but I think he got shafted for the same reason. defended him, too. Yes. He deserved to be defended. Mm -hmm. You wrote, uh, or you were quoted in a recent piece saying that Julie Swetnick's Lawyer may have a legal obligation to withdraw her previous statement. What did you mean?
9: Yeah, I've done some research now on it, and there are ethical and bar rules that say that when you submit an affidavit, even to Congress, and you later learn that there are things in the affidavit that are false, you have a continuing obligation to withdraw the affidavit. You cannot allow an affidavit to remain on the record if you have information suggesting it's false, and any reasonable lawyer hearing her on television says you can't any longer accept what's in that affidavit she has to be investigated independently of the background check, criminally investigated, to see if she deliberately and willfully, with or without the aid of anybody else, made a decision just to frame somebody for something that he had nothing to do with. The evidence seems to suggest they never knew each other, they were years apart, they were operating in different circles. It wouldn't surprise me if an FDI investigation proved they never met each other. And if that turns out to be the fact, she belongs in a court of law, being prosecuted with a presumption of innocence as a defender, but if the evidence shows that she committed perjury, prison. Wow. You know why? Because it's so important to protect people against being raped, but it's so important to protect people against being deliberately and willfully, falsely accused of rape. That is a very, very serious crime, and we tend not to pay as much attention... The false, deliberately false. I'm not talking about people making. No, I understand. they forgetting, but deliberately false frame-ups of rape have to be taken serious, and they're
1: not. I happen to know. Alan Dershowitz, professor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great to see you. No. Woo.
5: Very. Uh, Alan Dershowitz laying Alan. it out for yeah, everybody. Yeah. There. and for him, I mean, of all people, to be defending Kavanaugh, and 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 then you know, I mean, that's... Well, he's that's just a,
2: defending. Every he is, red-blooded American, I, I know. He's, he's, he's not defending Kavanaugh. He's well, he's defending, defending the Constitution. Constitution. Exactly. I know
5: that, but a lot of them don't. Is what I, the point? Well, I guess he I'm made making, that point yeah. about
2: his liberal friends.
7: Yeah, yeah.
6: Right.
5: So kudos to him for at least. Actually no, he's guilty.
2: He,
6: he's. Alan Dershowitz has intellectual honesty. He does.
2: You may not like him because you may not, right. like, might his not like his form But of you of
7: respect him, you
6: you respect him yeah. because he's Honest. he's fair and yes. balanced on bo- for for everybody on both sides of the aisle. And if you're going to have somebody defending you, that's the person you want to have defend. Not somebody who's going to do one thing and then stab you in the back the next. Yeah. <laughs> See, I,
2: I like Dershowitz, but I can't stand Tobin. All right, both of them are intellectuals except that tobin is not an honest, honest intellectual big difference. at all yeah yeah it is a i big mean difference. that's
5: why you know like i think hannah was talking about her friend from law school she's made there's a respect there there's a mutual respect they're both it, it and it all is based on are you honest about how you feel and why and the reasons your motives behind feeling the way you feel it, and are your intentions good this is
6: what i miss Being able to talk with somebody who has an opposing viewpoint and leaving as friends. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lost art. Yeah. It's, I mean.
5: I still got a handful of those.
11: Well, the leadership has created, I mean, they're almost as if parents in this situation where they're supposed to be the leaders. Mm -hmm. And so when they are so awful and hateful and torn between each other, it just creates that atmosphere around the everyday American trying yeah. to have the conversation with each other. It's toxic. So exactly, it's yeah. very toxic, very rigid, very cold. Because most
5: people on the left cannot be honest about just call. I mean. When was the last time you heard a Democrat call out another Democrat? You know, we call out Republicans on this show all the time, so state that's level, national level. Very big level. difference. We uh, we go after them harder than the Democrats up until Kavanaugh. We're more
11: critical of our own party yeah. than they are, which is they a have good no thing, one, yeah,
5: and a bad thing for our party because
11: it does leave us more divided, but it does keep us more <laughs> honest. It does. When you have to answer to your own party, yeah. but Democrats typically. Or if there's a dean front of their name, by all means, we're going to run after them. Yeah,
5: and even the people who support them, and that's where that's where you get crossways with folks on the other side from you is when they cannot be honest about, or just finally, you know, okay, yeah, you're right about this guy. He did wrong. The Democrat did wrong. You know, they can't. They will defend, 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 and deflect and just to do, and it's it's maddening it's the hamster wheel uh,
2: here I'll, I'll, I'll explain that to you do we still have john kerry talking about ted kennedy no oh, we still have that or <laughs> did, we, did we, we already seat. get rid of it we already got rid of it oh. uh, from, uh. that i played yesterday i mean he defended ted kennedy basically saying the good he did outweighed All the bad. Really,
6: the ends justify the means. Justify Justify the the means.
5: Yeah, you want to
2: talk about somebody who actually was a drinker that blacked out all the time? Right. Ted Ted Kennedy Kennedy. drove off a bridge and let a woman drown. Ted Kennedy. Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm.
6: Yeah. Exactly.
2: And uh, Mm -hmm. he's called by the Democrats the lion of the Senate. And that's
6: that's how the 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 left can um, can give Bill Clinton a pass because. He, he did he, such good. He did such good. But what 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 did he do that was good? He was for choice. Pro, he was pro-choice. He's for women's reproductive rights. They don't even know what. They can't even tell you what they think. He so did he was can good. They he just can can't. he can rape and sexually assault all those women. Take advantage of them to uh, and abuse then the of Democrat power.
2: Party can attack them, and it was attack the women and it, still win well, yeah. president. It, I
6: thought, I thought office. all women were supposed to be believed but only if you're on their Unless side Unless you the oppose aisle. Democrats, yeah. just like yeah. Heath
11: yeah. Ellison.
7: Did,
2: did you hear about, uh, they tried to attribute, uh, what's his name, the raging Cajun guy uh, that married to Mary Matlin uh, that worked with Clinton. James, yeah, Paul. James Paul. Carville. James Carville. Carville. Yeah, thank you very uh, much. Uh, and, you know, he's the one that says, you know, drag a $100 bill through a trailer park and you'll you'll find some trash. <laughs> All right, oh what he's talking about, Paula? And... Uh, Somebody said, well, the person who said that was Lindsey Graham, and several mm-hmm. news pro, uh, programs reported that. It was finally corrected. Finally. But not. Yeah. Until after they had said it several and times,
6: and I bet you they didn't mm. apologize for oh, what they said
5: either.
2: You <laughs> got to be kidding me! No, no. I mean, James Carville
5: was very intricate in helping get getting Bill Clinton. And that elected. reminds
6: me, you know about the and justifying the means. Um, I think who was it? Was it? Um,
2: he was Love's and cold. Was it
6: Harry Reid? That remember when they? <laughs> yeah. Remember when they came out and said that uh, that Mitt Romney cheated on his taxes? Yeah. And he didn't, and it was false. Mm-hmm. And they asked. They ask, I think was it Harry Reid that said that, right? Was he the?
2: I can't tell you. But it was some false things, Harry Reid.
6: What I'm saying is, is that they ask him, you know, well, well, are you going to apologize? He's like, no, we won, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Ends justify the means. Yeah. As as long as
5: it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter
6: what you do. And that's the
5: left. And they
11: think Republicans are harsh.
2: (laughs) Well, Harry Reid is the man who told us, he made the statement, that the reason reason we got uh, uh, Obamacare is, and he said it on television, is because they knew that they could not get single-payer passed. Yeah. They wanted that all right. Okay, we got Kerry. Here is John oh. Kerry. You got to listen to this. This is the perfect example of Democrat hypocrisy. You're going to love this. Kerry talking about Clinton and talking about Ted Kennedy.
1: So uh, your book is great. Uh, it, it struck me at the beginning of the book. You talk about some of the encounters you had with the Kennedys. You're yeah. you're, you're um, including with President Kennedy. Um, you write glowingly about Ted Kennedy. But I want to ask you because. I've heard Ted Kennedy's name invoked in the last week or two, and Bill Clinton's name invoked in the last week or two, um, by conservatives saying, you know, Democrats ceded the moral high ground on a lot of these sexual assault and sexual harassment issues by standing by people like Bill Clinton and Ted Kennedy
8: because of the good things in their view that they did. Well, no, I, think that's what, I, I don't think that's an accurate way to say it. Uh, many of us were very critical of President Clinton on the choice he made with respect to what happened in the White House. We just didn't believe. I didn't believe. Let me speak for myself that it was an impeachable offense. That's the issue. And and uh, what about Ted Kennedy? Uh, s- similarly, people have been critical through the years. Where and he was critical of himself. He stood up and owned moments where he knew he would stepped over the line. So I think that that and he wasn't about to be nominated to a lifetime position. In fact, he said to the people of Massachusetts, if you think I shouldn't stay here, then, you know, and he took those returns, and then he was elected another six times. That's a very different thing from a lifetime confirmation to the Supreme Court of the United States, where you may have to rule on some of these issues that come up. Oh, my God.
5: Wow. <laughs> wow. Can you believe Just that? Wow. Lion sack. I heard that he yesterday. Made that up up said, as he my wins.
2: listeners have got yeah. to hear this.
6: Oh, my God
5: you gotta hear this
6: he, he, he let a woman drown in, in chappaquiddick river right and, and 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 he's the lion of the senate yeah
5: and, yeah. and bill clinton that wasn't not an impeachable offense is what i said <laughs> i mean uh, this got john Kerry.
6: the what did he did more. was criminal thank god for isn't the not there boaters, hey, you're the law student been, isn't there the the high crimes and misdemeanors couldn't tell you.
2: Okay. But of course you know
6: but yeah my law degree said
11: this thus far cannot tell you the answer to that question.
2: Because <laughs> right. there is no definition of it. There's no definition of high crimes and misdemeanors. They they determine what is a high crime right. and misdemeanor. All right, a break, then we're back. We'll finish it up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick, Dave Ellswick Show, right view is on. So we've got ladies, about six minutes left. Okay. So let me start with uh, Aunt. My, Amy. It? Amy.
5: <laughs> Amy with a Y.
2: I tried to kind of, <laughs> I tried to just kind of massage that. Amy by, well, Joe. He just spit something I out there say. and hope
5: it sticks. Yeah. She's Amy, Amy Joe and I'm Shelly Joe. There we go. Okay. Cool
2: so Amy Joe, your view of what happens November sixth.
6: I think we're not going to have a red wave. We're going to have a red tsunami.
2: Okay. Preach. Big one. Indonesian style is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. You
6: know, and you know, most tsunamis are caused by earthquakes.
2: You think and the Kavanaugh hearing caused an earthquake? I
6: think this is a ten Absolutely. on the Richter scale, and that the the Republicans, conservatives, libertarians are pissed, are tired of being used as punching bags. It's the Republicans strike back.
2: All right. Well, let me let me turn it over to Heather and. You tell us what your Democrat friend said. Or Hannah, pardon me. I was
7: (laughs) was looking at me. What name is Hannah? I was looking at her. Her name's not Heather.
2: She's saying it. I'm I'm channeling Mary Carey today. All right. Anyway, I'll forgive you. Hannah. uh, Tell us about your, your, uh, your Democrat friend and what he said. And then let's hear your personal opinion.
11: Well, so again, he told me that. He would like for his party to think of the underlying strategy here. And at this point, they've shot themselves in the foot for the November election.
2: Maybe in the head.
11: I agree. And that even if they hadn't done that, they would get an even more conservative justice. So it was kind of a catch-22 for them. Um, So he wants his party to step back and look at the strategy. I say to that and what I said to him, no, no, no. Please do not look at the underlying strategy. Please keep up with your tactics. It is... Being of the utmost aid to my agenda and what I want to happen and all Republicans across the board. And so I think finally, finally, we are seeing them implode on themselves, which we all knew would happen one day. And our years of dedication to principle is fixing to prevail and their short-term craziness is going to implode on itself. And I think we're going to see that manifest beginning in November. There will be a red wave.
2: Final view... I leave it to Shelly Joe. Well, Shelly with a
5: Y. With a Y. Uh, the strategy, you can tell your friend <laughs> of the left. Uh, those days are over. Uh, they no longer can have, they can't, they don't have the time, the luxury of time anymore to strategize and think things through. They are being basically shine the light upon as if you turn a light on and cockroaches are running. Trump, the, the phenomenon of Trump, the presidency of Trump, Trump the man, the supporters of Trump, uh, the Trump effect has caused them to, the truth of Trump, is, is, it, it, Trump himself has forced them to show their own truths without purposely even doing it. Which is why we're seeing just the mayhem and the... Just throw whatever on the wall to see if it can stick, and I mean, just the constant vitriol and the hate and the harassing people in restaurants, and the you know, it's all come to a to a head, or it's cut. It, it, I think it's already exploded, and I think I have no idea what's going to happen when Kavanaugh gets confirmed. I mean, I think things Violence. are going to get really ugly. I Violence. agree. Violence. This is war, and there's days of strategizing are over because they don't have that luxury anymore. Now they. They are showing their true colors and let them. So I do think we are in a little bit of a... um, Renaissance? Well, a
11: civil war of the minds, almost. A civil war of policy. I don't think we're going to break out the guns anytime soon. But I think ideologically we're in a little bit of a civil war. Yeah. But they never thought they would have to redo their strategy. They thought they had a foolproof strategy because they were very Hillary was supposed to get elected. Exactly, she was never supposed to lose. Yes, and they did not have a plan B. And now they're scrambling for a C, D, E, and F, and they're not there. Nothing's sticking. Yeah, they
5: don't have anything. And so they just. Throw all their swords in the fight, and and all, and all students helping us because now they're people who have followed them religiously are coming to our side and like. Wh- walk I mean, away. there is not y'all seen the walk it's away walk campaign, walk campaign? Hashtag, campaign. hashtag You're walk with away. Us or against us, type thing. It's one I side had the somebody.
6: Other. Um, I posted something the other day on my Facebook about the Kavanaugh and um, and um, I had uh, somebody that defended uh, me on Facebook, and he's a he said he's a Democrat, but I'm not one of those kind of Democrats.
7: You know and they're searching it's, it's, those people they're, like they're looking they're lost. They mean, they're lost they're very lost
5: they're people and, and they're leaders and they're like the, where wh- who are these people
6: so the, the days of the the traditional I don't know what you call maybe the the JFK type Democrats. Oh, yeah. Gone. Well, they've been
2: gone for a long time. But
6: I mean, the, what do you call them? Blue dog Democrats, uh, Southern Democrats. (laughs) They're gone. Those that still feel that way, they don't have anybody to turn to. At this point, the days
5: of the Democrats who would, I'll vote for a Democrat I don't even like or I hate just to keep a Republican from running in office, those Democrats are going to Trump now. Like, they're losing them all. It's interesting how this time last year, the Republican
11: Party was the one falling apart. They were the one split. They were the party was that was necessary. going to implore. 25 and now
2: seconds.
5: The
11: tides the yeah. have turned. And now Trumps it's the Democrats falling apart. It. And, and then it's
5: incredible, yeah.
2: All yeah. right. They'll be back next Thursday, beginning at 3 o'clock. The right view. Amy, thanks for coming in. Yeah, sure. Appreciate my it. it. Loved Elizabeth will be back. You can come back next week if you want. And of course, Shelly's here. Hannah's here. Everybody's here. I got to get out of here. See you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Fun Friday. Tim Lim starting it off at 2 o'clock with yours truly.